Mike Sup. Welcome back to another episode of the yet-to-be award-winning movie podcast from Rob and Darren. Welcome to We're Gonna Need a Bigger Movie. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And today we're looking at a traumatized veteran. It's not Darren. Uh, who's unafraid of violence. <laughs> tracks down missing girls for a living. Did you do this, Darren? Uh, when a job spins out of control, Joe's nightmares overtake him as a conspiracy is uncovered, leading to what may be his death tra- trip, even, or his awakening. We're talking about you were never really here. Darren, hello, my hello. friend. I can Hello. only apologise for last week's slight kerfuffle. Not Sorry? sure what happened there. I am sure what happened. I know what happened there. I just I didn't download it, did I? It, it happens. I've done things similar at work. Spent hours designing a kitchen and then not saved it. So uh, what did we you think of uh, last week's 15-minute uh, <laughs> condensed version <laughs> of the best podcast we'd ever <laughs> recorded? I think you mashed something together really, really well. Except for the bit, I was getting quite annoyed when I heard you talking about me um, getting booked. I've never been booked in my football career. I'm quite proud of that. And I was getting really quite angry in the car. I think, I've never been booked. Why is he telling people this? <laughs> and then, then, the, then the penny suddenly dropped. It's like, hang on. What I did sounds very, very similar to what Eric Cantona did. Oh, I see. <laughs> and then just thought it was amazing. Yeah, I needed some dialogue Obviously, from you. Uh, so I figured, <laughs> you know, that, that'll do. Like, when the seagulls follow the trawler... I don't even remember what it is now. No, I, I could never remember. It's it different every time, isn't it? Utter nonsense, but hey-ho. <laughs> hey, he's made a brilliant career out of advertising from that. What Stella does he advertise these stuff. days? Ah, oh, Stella. Um, uh, Just Eat as well, is it? He's on, or is it one of the, one of the delivery? I food thought that delivery. was Snoop Dogg now. Did somebody say Just Eat? Yeah, so it's not that. It's the other one. It's, what's the other one we're advertising now? Uber Eats. Uh, Uber Eats. It could be Uber Eats. It could be... Just eat, it could be whatever, one of them. Yeah. Should we queue up but the yeah. news? Do you want to do the news? Yeah, what just before we go into the news, just All thinking right. as well, um, the uh, in- intro-, intro music, we were talking about Austin Powers today at work, and um, did you realise, I, I didn't realise, I've seen it three or four times, and I, I completely forgot about it, did you realise Tom Cruise played Austin Powers in the film? He doesn't play him in the film. He parodies it at the start of the film, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Tom Cruise is cast as Tom Cruise as Austin Powers. Is that it? in the third one? Oh, I can't remember if it was the second one or the third one. Now, it might be the third one. Yeah, yeah but it's brilliant. Him that. and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow at the beginning. It's enormous. I would rather watch another Austin Powers movie than sit through a James Bond movie. Unbelievable. Well, or, or any Tom Cruise film, knowing you. Oh, yes. No so Tom Cruise, we, we... no James Bond, please. Like, shooty, shooty, bang, bang, tuxedo, man. That's what I call him now. That is basically you're not, it. You're, you're not a Tom Cruise fan at all, are you? No. Or, or James Bond, by the sound of things. But we were talking about how we couldn't think of any bad Tom Cruise films at work after that. So, mm. um, you're in the minority, I reckon. Here comes the news. <laughs> And if that wasn't the most perfect segue ever, my first piece of news this week is about Tom Cruise. Uh, talking about Top Gun Maverick, 
uh, and um, uh, my brain is completely gone. In Mission Impossible 7, I'm looking at it and I still can't think what I'm talking about. Both films have been put back again. Sorry, um, how many? The two, Top Gun 7. Uh, Mission Impossible 7, Mission sorry. Impossible 7? I don't yeah. think you can call it impossible if you're on your seventh outing. Like, right. Mission, here we go again. <laughs> Well, there were a lot of episodes of Mission Impossible. Don't, don't you know, the TV series. I forget it was don't, a TV show. Get upset with Tom Cruise about that. That's not his fault. But um, yeah, so um, both both films, Top Gun Maverick, um, was due to be out originally November 2021. Um, has been moved to the 27th of May 2022, which I'm gutted about because I was really looking forward to seeing that. Um, and I'd totally forgotten there was going to be Mission Impossible 7. Although Fallout was left incredibly well open, that has been pushed back to the thirtieth of September, twenty twenty-two, which means Rob, that Mission Impossible Eight, which was due to come out July twenty twenty-three, might also have to be put back. So um, eight impossible missions, all um, oh my you know, god, <laughs> all gone through. But yeah, if you if you're waiting to see Tom Cruise, then you're gonna have to wait a bit longer, guys. Sorry. What do you think of that, Rob? You're desperately waiting to. No, watch I don't know why you're saying sorry. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Take as long as you need. Never come back for all I care. Like, it's oh. fine. I'm surprised they're going back this far because obviously Bond was put back a few times. Again, another film that you're desperate to watch. Oh, I liked the first uh, Daniel Craig Bond film, Casino Royale. That was, I liked it because it was a nice, refreshing oh, take on the character compared to what we'd seen with Piers yeah. Brosnan. Don't get me wrong, Piers was a legend in the role. Daniel Craig, I'm assuming, is a legend in the role, but I just don't yep. care anymore. I'd rather, I want to watch Knives Out too. Give me Daniel Craig in that, or Logan Lucky. I want crazy Daniel. Oh, I don't I, want. I couldn't get into Logan Lucky. I, I just I watched about 20 minutes, half hour of that, and I was just like, why am I watching this? This just isn't funny. I, I it's don't. to be funny, and it I, isn't, didn't like it. I just don't want shaken, not stirred Daniel Craig anymore. I want shaken Craig. That's what <laughs> Fair I want. Enough, Rob. Yeah. On that, as mm. per usual, we will have to differ. Um, but yes, so films put back, sadly. Um, but still, something to look forward to. <gasps> Moving on. As if there wasn't enough Mission Impossibles, uh, Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Tony Jaa and Megan Fox among the, uh, bleh, 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 among the Expendables 4 cast. Now, surely half of these people are too old to even read, let alone act and learn lines. That's why it's called Expendables. Sorry, you couldn't hear me. I <laughs> muted myself there, but I was coughing like nothing. I was coughing like crazy. I don't know why. I gasped um, a moment ago because I realised that um, this weekend, Shang-Chi comes out, and I was like, yeah. I, I gasped and took in some, some fluid somehow. <laughs> it's like I'm going to mute myself because I'm going to cough. So uh, anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it again now. I'm not cough i'm just gonna mute myself uh back with the news there and here we go here we go um so believe it or not expendables 3 um was 2014 so we're seven years on from there um but sylvester stallone and the gang are ready to reload lionsgate has J uh, has stallone jason statham dolph lundgren and randy kutcher ready to return with 50 cent tony jar and megan fox joining the new film um uh yeah I, what do you have you seen the expendables rob any of them? Um, I I don't remember them. Do you know, no. I've seen one and two, and I started watching three and didn't finish it for some reason. I don't think I've got enough testosterone to watch that kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to drink diesel, don't you, and uh, chew barbed wire to watch that kind of film. 
it's like they're just getting all the old people that haven't had a film for a while and thinking, oh, we're bored, what can we do? I know, we're all old, let's do another Expendables. Yeah, I've got a money-making idea for you. That was supposed to be my sly impression, but it didn't work out. <laughs> um, but yeah, interesting. I didn't, like I say, I'd, I'd forgotten all about the Expendables. I didn't realise it's seven years since the third one. So, um, yeah, another Sylvester Stallone classic on the way. I didn't mind his uh, Rambo recent film. I say recent, whatever that was. Um, last, what was it? Rambo, last... Blood? Oh, I can't remember. Last Blood, that's it. I haven't seen that yet, actually. I it sounds like to a watch. WWE pay-per-view. Yeah, does it? Welcome does. to Rambo, Last Blood. Um, but yeah, Expendables. Whether you like it, whether you don't, you can watch one in the near future. No. Um, and it's, it's, it's all about sequels today, and... Um, not necessarily sequels, seven, eights. That goes past a sequel a bit, doesn't it? But um, I watched a film at the weekend, right? Set the scene. Had um, my little nephew round for his birthday, and uh, we sat down and watched a film, me, the wife, the little girl, and the nephew. And it was absolutely brilliant. One of the best films I've seen for quite a long time. Absolutely fabulous. Jungle Cruise. Ah, I thought you were talking about the Ab Fab movie for a minute there. No. <laughs> you watched Ab Fab with your friends and family and children <laughs> and whatever. I watched no, Jungle Cruise as well. It was It's like cross between um, Pirates of the Caribbean and Indiana Jones, and it's just, it was absolutely brilliant. It was good old-fashioned fun. It, yeah, it was. It's exactly that. Well, the good news is Jungle Cruise sequel is setting sail at Disney. Um, there's not much news on this, um, but as it drifts, drifts past the 100 million mark at the box office, Disney has decided to book a second journey with Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt returning as the main characters in the film. Nothing about um, Jack Whitehall yet. Oh, he was great. He's not confirmed, but he's likely to return. Oh, he was fabulous. Yes, he? please. Did um, you know that that character he played was modelled on his dad? My yeah, Sarah, the wife, said, "Oh, he's playing his dad." And in the very beginning, when when he's just about to join the boat and he's got all of the um, yeah. all of his suitcases and everything, Sarah's like, "He's playing his dad." <laughs> I, I swear, if you go back to that film, his dad is in it. I swear, he's in it. Oh, really? Yeah, unless it's like a quick, really quick cameo. I'm certain he's in it. What, like in the bar or something like that? No, as to... as uh, they're walking from the bar to the boat, there's a you see some other people in hats and coats and things. <laughs> And I'm sure, I'm very, very confident he's in the film. Father Whitehall, that is, uh, Michael Whitehall. Well, to be honest with you, I am going to watch it again because obviously watching it with 10-year-old kids, they do talk over it at times. Um, so I'll sit down and watch that of an evening on my own and um, enjoy Emily Blunt and um, oh, enjoy oh, Dwayne oh, Johnson. Oh, Darren, no, no. There's a reason we don't have that 18 to 24 demographic. It's comments like that, isn't it? Oh, she was so badass. She was gorgeous. She was funny. She was kick-ass. She was awesome. What a brilliant character. And she's gorgeous as well. There you go. But that's it. So, yeah. Jungle well, Cruise you sequel, don't think I The Rock is gorgeous? Like. The Rock is hunky, not gorgeous. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was really good fun. It was really very good, good fun. Really light-hearted, fun, brilliant. Much better than Indiana Jones. That's know. not hard, is it? I mean, <laughs> Harrison the Ford, ones. he can't do Indiana Jones anymore. He doesn't have the the staying power yet, to do reason, it. He is literally doing another one. Hello, Cash Cow. Yes, it's Indiana <laughs> Jones here. Didn't make much money off Star Wars. Was only in it for five oh. minutes. I need another film. That, that death wasn't intentional. He just fell off because he's so old. He <laughs> fell off. The, <laughs> oh, my hip's gone. <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah. that is this week's news. Well, no birthdays. No, no. In in all honesty, I didn't get time to look for birthdays. Fair enough. Look at that, Darren. We're finding our rhythm really well these days. Uh, it's oh, great. Jungle Cruise 2, baby. Yes. You're excited Sorry. about that one, aren't you? I am. I absolutely am. I've, I've not enjoyed a new film as much in a long, long time. And I've been out recently. I've seen Suicide Squad, which was great. I've seen Black Widow that was great. But Jungle Cruise was just so, so good. It had an innocence to it, which is kind yeah. of weird to say because the film is about curses and things like that. And yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good old-fashioned fun film. It, Nothing it, too serious. Just, yeah. It had that film. classic Disney feel. You know, I'm thinking bed knobs and broomsticks. It had that kind of... Yeah. Oh, they weren't a family. Oh, I guess they were a family. Um, I've forgotten the characters' names now. But um, um, Jack White or Emily Blunt's characters, they were brother and sister. Oh, what was Jack's name? It was a funny name, a Scottish name. McGregor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that film very much, yeah. I, I, I had a feeling that the cat... Um, the big cat in the bar scene was going to be something to do with the rocks. Oh, yeah. He's not called the Rock anymore, is he? No one calls no, him. No, it's Dwayne. D. Wayne Johnson. Yeah. Dwayne. Yeah, I, I knew that was related or connected somehow. Like, come on. Yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. Absolutely fabulous. How much did you say this took at the box office? Hundred million. It's gone past. Wow. Um, would you like to know the box office figures for You Were Never Really Here? Tell me. It's less than 10 million. Really? Yeah. Wow. Less than 10 million. But I suppose before we get stuck in, we must first hear from our esteemed colleague. He's tasked with selecting the films we watch. All of them must be available on Prime. Disney Plus or Netflix, and they can't be movies that Darren and myself have already seen. Now, some say that Castaway was based on his life and a former relationship with a volleyball called Wilson, and that he once was the star in a high school production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. All we know is he's called Movie Matt. <laughs> Hello Rob, hello Darren, I hope you're both keeping bloody well. So this week you watched a 2017 film, You Were Never Really Here, starring the amazing, talented Joaquin Phoenix. And I want to know, what is your favourite Joaquin Phoenix film? Um, Darren, do you even know if you've watched any of his? <laughs> Mine's probably Walk the Line, I think he's great in that, he sounded so much like Johnny Cash, it's amazing. Um, Darren, you should go watch it because I know you probably haven't. <laughs> anyway, I hope both keep them safe and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. So, Darren, do you know who Joaquin Phoenix is? I've known who Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> is right from Gladiator, quite honestly. I forget about Gladiator, yeah. yeah he played uh, King Lee. No, I'm thinking of 300 there. Who did he play in uh, Gladiator? Somebody. Uh, I'm important. asking too much now, aren't I? <laughs> Somebody important. Yeah, he was uh, in eight millimeter. Just I'm just going through the films now, just to make sure that what is eight millimeter? I have watched some of them. Eight. Um, that is an Eminem film. Um, 
Are you again, are... unusually about a missing girl, if I remember correctly, that oh. um, was kidnapped to star, wasn't kidnapped, but ran away to star in a snuff film. So similar sort of thing. I did think you were confusing it for Eight Mile for a moment. Is it actually called Eight Millimeter? <laughs> Sorry. Hang on. Oh, hang on. Eight, eight mm. Yeah, it was called Eight Mile, wasn't it? I don't remember him in Eight Mile. Oh, I'm getting confused. I'm, no, it's not Eight Mile. I'm, it's it is Eight mm. It's Nicolas Cage, but it's exactly the film I turned it to. Oh, Nicolas Cage film. Not well, so Eminem was Eight Mile, was it? Yeah, yeah. See, I am in no way qualified to do a film podcast. I know nothing. I remember nothing. I'm useless. But Eight Eight, eight Millimeter is decent. To be fair. I haven't well, seen well. it, but his his character name sounds amazing. Max California. I couldn't remember. I couldn't tell you exactly who he was. Obviously, he's Max California, but I couldn't tell you what he. He's probably part of the bad guys, I'd imagine. But. So, in the 2000 film Gladiator, directed by Ridley Scott, he plays Commodus. Isn't he the guy that is in charge of the Gladiators? I don't the, remember the it really. I think I'm I sure saw this important. in the cinema with Matt and Alex back in the day. No, yeah. I'd have watched it at home, I'd imagine. Oh, he's in Brother Bear as well. He plays Can I? <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's your favourite Joaquin Phoenix movie? Is well, it being as I haven't really watched many of them for a long, long time, the most recent one I saw before this was Joker. Um, and being as you were never really here, I thought was better than the Joker, I'm going to go Shut with you up. really here. <sighs> don't, I don't like no. the Joker. This is not better than the Joker. I don't like the Joker. Oh, the Joker doesn't like you either. This film bored me to tears. So stick that up your pipe and smoke it. Did it really? Yeah. We'll get to that though. Uh, (laughs) uh, I'm going to say my favourite Joaquin Phoenix films are Her and and the Joker. Yeah, definitely not seen Her. You should. Her is great. Um, uh, it's about his character called... What's his character's name? Theodore Trombley. Uh, he falls in love with his AI, and his AI is voiced by ScarJo, so you might like it. Okay. It's a good film. Try and check yeah. it out. Yeah. Uh, there you go, Matt. So Darren's taken whatever he just said, this film. You're, You're never, never really here. here. And I'm taking The Joker. Or just Joker. Yeah. Joker's great. It's amazing. Nah. Nah. I'll tell you what. He's a very similar character. He's a bit, bit messed up in the head again, isn't he? He's, like got he a, in the Joker. he's got a bigger frame in here. He doesn't look so um, ill. Oh Yeah, that's the first thing I wrote. Joaquin looks a bit more buff than he did in the Joker. Well, the Joker's not supposed to be buff, is he? No, he's not supposed he's... to be Jared Leto. Well, Jared no, Leto no. annoys me. You know, I don't care about the Morbius movie. You know, the... Uh, Marvel's the Sony's yeah the Sony universe of sin oh whatever they're bloody called these days you know the Sony Marvel universe the Sony universe of Marvel characters whatever they're called I don't know yeah I don't care about no, Morbius. They got official name. Morbius even Morbius yeah I don't really care about Venom two either yeah I'm quite looking forward to that I don't really care for it like I, I saw the first one yeah okay I, I'll take that that's not bad. But now you're showing me everything in this in this trailer. Like, what's left to see? That's why I generally don't watch trailers, Rob. Then what's the point of a trailer? For people that want to know what's going to happen in the film. 
I, I, you know, I think these trailers are just designed to troll people on YouTube. You know, the kind of people that say, 10 things you missed in the trailer, or I watched this at twice the speed and this is yeah. what I found. Oh, and I love it when they get their theories wrong. It's like you are so smug with your opinion that you think you're, you've got so much going on that you think is going to happen, but it never comes out your way. So, ha, I love that. I love it when they get it wrong because then it's not a spoiler. I, I yeah. need to stop watching these as well. Yeah, um, you do. So 20 minutes into this podcast, and we haven't really spoke too much about this film. Darren, why did you like it? Well, um, I think we mentioned last week that didn't get into the pod because somebody forgot to um, record it. Um, uh, I'm really but... paranoid now. I can tell you for sure <laughs> that we are recording and I will download this thing after we've done. Okay. Um, I don't normally look or read what the film is about for this podcast if if uh, in other films i would generally but i've started doing it because the missus is asking me what's your film about is it something i'd like to watch i could watch with you so i've started reading up on the film beforehand and i read this one and thought okay yeah ex-military guy um goes around saving girls that have been kidnapped and the likes this sounds like the sort of thing that i like and it was but it was done very differently i mean he loves a hammer why he didn't just go around with a knife or a gun and shoot people instead of just killing them with a hammer? Guns are too know. quick. You can never get to savour the, the emotion. <laughs> but I thought I thought the I, I thought the fight scenes and things were done really well, like from the from the viewpoint of um, CCTV cameras with no sound, but you see him hitting people over the head or things like that, and and there wasn't much dialogue in the film. You know, he didn't have to remember many lines, did he? Barely anybody did, um, but it was a bit. There was a bit of gore. There was a bit of a storyline to it. There was, although I did get a bit confused as to why, but it turned out right at the end. You found out, um, but there was some gruesome bits about it. Putting his tooth out, the noise that made, brilliantly done, horribly done, yuck. But it, what, yeah, it was a bit of an action film. I can understand why Matt liked it, didn't he? Matt said it's one of his favourite films. I'm yeah. sure he did. I'm sure Matt said that about every film we've seen, though. To be fair, like, yeah. I'm sure he loved Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Oh, that's not one of his favourites, isn't it? <laughs> Nomadland. Um, but yeah, it was... It, you know, the flashbacks kind of... Didn't reveal much, but at the same time kind of gave you an insight into why he was a bit... He's obviously got PTSD, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yep. from, um, from serving. Um, the scars on his body as well. Jeez, he's been yeah. through... He's been through the wire. Yeah. But um, no, I just, I just, it's another one of those films. I just, it wasn't very long. It was about an hour and twenty-five minutes, wasn't it? To be fair, it didn't go on for long. But it was another one where I haven't written down many because many notes because I was just, I was hooked staring at the screen. Um, but yeah, just, I mean, there's been films like it before. It's similar to Taken. Um. Oh, I don't want to see another Taken movie. Well, I've got a TV series now, isn't there? Oh, on is there? Amazon Prime. Yeah, oh, stop I, I, it. No, no. All, but... just... <laughs> Can't yeah. they rename it as done and just not make it? Like... <laughs> um, yeah, another another film series where they just try to make money off the first film, weren't they? Because the first film was good. And then the other ones were a bit... Uh... So why didn't you like this film, Rob? Um, I just... I wanted narrative. I wanted dialogue. I didn't want to watch a silent movie 
Yeah, it was odd. It, yeah, I'd say it was odd. It was done differently. It was very odd. But something about that worked for me. No, not for me. Just, not for you. No. I just didn't get invested in the characters. Like, don't get me wrong. Lynn Ramsey has created a visual masterpiece. I loved some of the shots in it. For example, we have a pair of glasses um, that have blood on them. They've got a... His mum's yeah. glasses, I think, that have yeah, his a, mom's glasses, yeah. have uh, the bullet hole through them. And he just puts them back as to how they would have been if she was still alive and asleep. That was yeah. great. I loved some of her shots. They were great. Um, that one right at the end where he... <laughs> in his head, he's shot himself through the head, but everyone else in, in, the, the, restaurant in the restaurant goes around their business as normal. And then uh, Nina comes back and says, hey, Joe, we've got to go now. And he wakes up, and it's all in his head. It's all fantasy. But yeah. For a minute there, I thought, oh, my God, what's he done that for? And then I realised everybody was still doing mm. everything around him, not paying any attention yeah. to it. We've watched a lot of films recently with people's visions in their head, haven't we? What am I trying to say? Um, where you see what people are thinking mm. yeah. and not what actually is going on. Subconsciously? It's, yeah, that's Internal it, yeah. It visions? I don't know. King of Comedy, didn't it? And then it was with um, the great World's Greatest Dad. Um, I like World's Greatest Dad. I'm not saying... That I, was, I wasn't a big fan of it. That but, was but messed yeah, up of, too. Yeah, I did give it a two, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. We we keep seeing a lot, obviously watching stuff with people that are a bit messed in the head, haven't we? Mm. Whether they mean to be or know it or or not. But there's a theme, Matt, in your film choices. <laughs> Does that have anything to do with your subconscious <laughs> mind? <laughs> I'll tell you what the theme is: <laughs> struggling to find a decent movie. <laughs> like, you can't do it. It's, it's impossible. Um, uh, okay, I've got some more films that have been directed uh, by Lynn Ramsey. Uh, I don't know any of these other films. Maybe you do. Actually, it's you, so you probably don't know them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, her previous film to this was a film called Swimmer. Then a film called We Need to Talk About Kevin. Kevin? Uh, Morven Keller, a rat catcher, gas man and small deaths. Okay. Interesting. So I get... Sounds like something Rob would pick. Matt would pick. Oh. I've done it. I've done it for weeks. I haven't done it for weeks. I've done it for the first time in ages. Oh, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, her highest scoring film, according to the audience on Rotten Tomatoes, is that Ratcatcher film from 1999 with 86%. However, okay. you were never really here. It scores highest for her on the tomato meter at 89%. So I don't know what I'm talking about, and you clearly do. Obviously. <laughs> so Five Lynn... Ago, I said I'm not qualified to do a film podcast, and now obviously I do know what I'm talking about. You do, yeah. Uh, Lynn Ramsey worked on a variety of projects during her entertainment career, as I've just mentioned. And this is the highest scoring, yeah. Did you know she was born in Glasgow, in Scotland? Nope. No, me neither. Thank you, internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was just a visual treat. I mean, you get to see all these nice shots and things like that, but ultimately it didn't pull me in because it felt it felt like a media student, not in a bad way, like a 
degree level media student handing in their assignment before they head off into the big wide world. It didn't fill me with interest, didn't really care. And I feel like this whole saving a woman trope has been played out so many times. It's just boring. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it is played over and over again. It's a very common storyline, really, isn't it? It's too common, which is actually, that's one of my favourite parts about Suicide Squad, because Harley Quinn saves herself. And then she comes down while the rescue attempt is happening. And she's like, uh, I'm here now. Brilliant. Hi. She's what like, are you guys doing? I'm sorry. I'll go back in if that makes you feel okay. Like, <laughs> I love that scene as well where she's got her javelin back and she's going through the corridor, just killing everyone in her path. And behind her is just flowers everywhere. Oh, she gets the gun first, doesn't she? She gets oh, that massive brilliant. gun. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed... Then she has the spear, doesn't mm. she? Yeah, I enjoyed Suicide Squad. I know I've segued right off completely, but I really enjoyed Suicide Squad. Uh, what I tweeted someone about it earlier today, actually. I said, uh, talk among yourselves. <laughs> While you're looking for that, I've got some interesting facts on you were never really here. Go on then. So there's a scene, isn't there, towards the end where he's just found his mum's dead. Um, and he goes downstairs and he shoots the two guys that have killed his mum. And one of them crawls into the kitchen and lays on his back, and Joaquin Phoenix lies down next to him. Um, according to Lynn Ramsey, the scene where Joaquin Phoenix's character lies down on the floor next to the agent and begins singing was improvised by Joaquin Phoenix. I did wonder what was going on there. I was thinking, that's a bit weird. And then the guy holds his hand. The dead guy that's dying holds his hand just as he sort of leaves this world. It's kind of sweet, odd, really, isn't it? But interesting. Yeah. Um, going back to what I said as well about the hammer... Um, in the novella uh, by Jonathan Ames that the film is based on, um, Joe uses lots of props like latex gloves and gadgets. Um, again, Ramsey stated that it was Joaquin Phoenix who suggested get rid of most of the props and just use a hammer to keep him more authentic. Yeah, I guess everyone <laughs> has access to a hammer, don't they? <laughs> um, yeah. I guess it's more relatable than having some souped-up gun or something, or like a crossbow, or like a flamethrower. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Ninja stars? I don't know. Or polka dots. <laughs> that was amazing. That was like one of the prettiest things you've ever seen. <laughs> that is just also, also very destructive. Yeah. Oh, King Shark was amazing. I loved King Shark. Yeah. I would take a King Shark no, no. and Weasel film by itself. Like That would do me. That was brilliant at that, the end when Weasel gets up and yeah. runs off. <laughs> I, I was so gutted that we didn't get to see more of him in the film. Like, he's so great. Just in his cell, licking the window like, what? This is fun. Yeah. I definitely related to Ratcatcher 2 as well. Like, oh, I've just been so tired all the time lately. It's like, <laughs> no, I have to get up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Taika anyway, Waititi is like the nicest crackhead you ever met, right? <laughs> yeah, he's getting everywhere, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so this is what I said on Twitter, on my own Twitter, Rob J. Robbie. I've got my own account. Yeah. See? Um, I said I enjoyed The Suicide Squad. It was a very silly film with a silly big bad and over-the-top death scenes. I liked how Harley Quinn saved herself. Sorry? Yeah. I said ridiculously daft big bad. Hated it. Well, you're I loved wrong. everything about the film apart from the starfish. What did you want them to fight? Like Enchantress? That was terrible. Some, so, yeah, but some bad superhero. Well, if you're not a superhero, if you're bad. 
But you're a bad. You know hero. what I mean? A baddie, an anti-hero. <laughs> yes, that sort of thing. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, Give us a Joker or a Penguin or a. No, you can't do that, no, can I you? I don't, I don't even mind like a Kryptonian, like the Superman, the bad guys from Superman, but not a f- flipping starfish. Sorry, I really. really oh, oh, I had this like ready to go. Starfish. Or at least, if you're gonna bring an alien from outer space, make it look like a proper badass alien, not just a blooming starfish that poos out little starfish from its armpits and. It doesn't poo them out. And... It's not poo. It's excretion. It was just it's expulsion of his mini-me's. Or it's mini-me's. I don't think you can gender a starfish. Even just if the big bad was Polka Dot's mum throughout, you know? That would have been better than a blooming starfish. That was brilliant. (laughs) It just goes crazy at the end seeing his mum instead of a starfish. (laughs) Yeah. So, what do you think of Ghostbusters, then? I love Ghostbusters. And the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man is okay, then, yeah? Yeah, but it's... Kind of a ghostly type thing. Is it? It's a marshmallow man. Yeah, but it's it's what was in Ray's head. He was trying to think of the most inoffensive thing he could, and he thought of marshmallows. Therefore, a marshmallow man was. It, there's story behind it. There's there, there's basis behind the whole idea of the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Whereas this is just oh, what can we use as a bad guy? Oh, I know a starfish. Well, they I mean, couldn't doing? fight just... a Batman or a Superman or a Joker, could they? What would be the point? I mean, because then you're talking about a team-up movie on par with Endgame, which is just not going to happen, is it? Well, no, no, but they, they they need to fight some kind of bad guy. Who would you have them fight against? I don't know off the top of my head. This is it, but anything but that. Like I say, an alien, a, a decent alien, not an alien that looks like a cute starfish that I'd want to cuddle to go to bed with every night. Do you know what I mean? Something with fangs and... Something with fangs? I don't know. So do you want them to fight the Kraken from Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, there you go. Um, Just anything but a bloody starfish, man. Well, okay, I'm going through some DC villains here, and there's not many they could have gone against. Like, you've got Darkseid, Deathstroke, Joker, Doomsday, Lex Luthor, Bane, Brainiac, Anti-Monitor, Harley Quinn, Edward Thorne, Ra's al Ghul, Black Manta, Catwoman, Cheetah, Black Adam. There's one. Black Adam. Although, that's coming out, isn't it? Penguin. Dwayne Rock is playing yeah, Black Adam. Yeah, DC fandom happens soon, later this month. Yeah. Um, Captain Cold. Killer Croc. Deadshot. Sinestro. Something like that. Vandal Savage. Although, the one thing I will say... All right, you've made a point. One thing I've just say. got a few more. I've not heard of... Oh, go on in. General Zod, Ares and Riddler. General Zod I've heard of. And obviously, we know Riddler. Um, the Starfish was very, very much comic book it was it was pulled straight from a comic book so he he did try james gunn tried to stick as close to comic books as he possibly could which is also why he used people like tdk and um, <laughs> sorry for anyone who hasn't seen the film what does that stand for t d k no 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 Darren. <laughs> that's what he says though in the plane isn't it yeah but um what do we find out that stand? stands for what does it find no i didn't find out it's in the film it stands for the detachable kid, because his arms pop off like a toy oh, I didn't, doll. Yeah, I know. He's, yeah, I saw that. I didn't realize that's what it stood for. Yeah, I didn't. I don't remember hearing that in the film. To be the fair. detachable kid. Yeah. Mm. We needed more of the detachable kid. Nathan Fillion is a brilliant actor, and we saw him for about five minutes in this. Oh, sadly. there was a, there was a, fan edit, wasn't there, of him portraying Nathan Drake from the Uncharted movie 
that they wanted to do. Yes, because he wanted to be in that as well. He was he desperate. He does look a lot like that character. Yeah. Yeah, that might be something that happens just because of fans and petitions and Twitter and Facebook. What is that film coming out this year? Is Uncharted coming out this year or has that been pushed back? I assume it's been pushed back. I don't know. But yeah, he's not in it. He should have been in it. Doom is coming out, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, we got very Talking aggressive about everything there. Right? Except you Doom. Really here. You can see how much I love this film, yeah. <laughs> um Ice Cream Man, he's a he's a rubbish villain. Oh, they could have gone against Dog Welder. <laughs> really? Google Dog Welder yourself wherever you are right now. Have a look at Dog Welder and go, oh no, Rob, you've got that completely wrong. Don't do that. That's terrible. I'm not going to tell you any more about it, but yeah, that's don't do that one. Um Shall we turn our attention then to what the critics are saying about old Macy's film here? Because uh, they know better than I, not Darren, because Darren's a movie genius now. Um, but first, we'll start with Leslie Thelperin of The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Leslie says, This intoxicatingly stylish work is all over the place. A hot mess at times, so ravishing it sends shivers down to the toes. Unfortunately, it's also at times just plain crass and silly. Well, I agree with you there, Leslie. It is a nope. stylish film, but silly at times. Yeah. What was silly about it? Not having that. <laughs> She's wrong. You're going to give me a red card there. <laughs> um. Okay, so I don't. I have no more to say on it. I just agree with her. Yeah. You're both wrong. You're both wrong. <laughs> um. So the next one is from Chris. Chris, sorry, <laughs> Chris Nashawadi. I guess you have to be an American to say that name, don't you? Chris Nashawadi. Um, he says, in the end, there's no question that we're watching a masterfully made movie, albeit one that's easier to admire from afar than close up. You know what he's saying there, don't you? Stick it on mute and watch it. That's what he's saying. Stick it on mute and watch it. Because you might as well, well it just... practically was on mute. There was barely any words in it. Take these stills, put them in a gallery. There you go. Job done. There's another quid in your pocket, Lynn Ramsey, director of the film. Yeah. Uh, He's half right. I guess we're all half right, metaphorically speaking. No, it's not metaphorically speaking at all. Sorry, the mask creeped into my head there. Uh, oh, I'd, oh, that'd be much fun, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. How many movies can you mention in one film podcast? Oh, no. Oh, you've triggered me there now, Darren. Next week. <laughs> Next week. You're in for a shocker there. I'm going to get a. I don't have a. I don't have a. I have a counter. Like. Do a little bit. Yeah, something like that, you know. How many movies can I shoehorn into a podcast? We'll find out next week. There's yeah. one to come back to. Um, <laughs> so our next review is from Emily Vanderwerf of Vox. She says... Yes, I agree with everything she said. She was right. Have you read this already? Nope. All right, then. Uh, it's the kind of movie I'm glad Ramsey made because her interrogation of Joe's masculinity is the sort of thing endemic to the material that many male directors might have missed in an attempt to make the movie more exciting. Yep. Do you understand what she's saying there? Absolutely. Do you actually? No. <laughs> she's saying basically we're looking at um, the male brain in response to PTSD and things like that instead of overcompensating with titillation and sexualization. It was very short, sharp, and to the point, wasn't it? There was no... Oh, Matron. Tangents, or it didn't go off anywhere it didn't need to go. It just, you know, it 
cut from one scene to the next important scene to the next important scene. Yeah, it's one of the reasons I kind of liked it. It didn't faff about, it just got on with it. I like that word faff. Faff. Didn't faff about. Uh, we've got yeah. one more then. This is from David Stratton of The Australian. I'm not going to do an accent. Um, the film is... I'm not going to do it, Darren. Uh, the film is technically impressive in every as- every respect with fine, fluid camera work by Thomas Townend and an impressive electronic music score by Johnny Greenwood. You know, is this the first film Matt hasn't mentioned the, su- the music to, the score to? The soundtrack. Yeah. Don't think he did, did he? <laughs> every time he picks a film for us, like, hey, Rob, hey, Darren, this film has the best soundtrack I have ever heard. You guys are going to love it. Uh, we love you, Matt. <laughs> That's not how you sound at all. <laughs> I didn't notice the soundtrack. That's the first time, really. No, to be honest with you, I can't remember much of the soundtrack. Well, that's just... Then I very rarely ever do. You, you don't pay attention to music. You, you, I don't know how it works. <coughs> it just doesn't register with your head. I can't watch and listen at the same time. I am but a lonely man. I cannot multitask. All right, then. Um, <laughs> I think we should move on now, because I think we should have a celebration. Celebration? Yeah, we should have a celebration. And I'll tell you for why. Because we are world famous international. Oh, we are. Yeah, we are. We have listens in the United Kingdom, which is always a blessing because that's where we're based. Thank you, United Uh, Kingdom. United States. Thank you, the US. Denmark. Thank you, Denmark and Christian Eriksen. Glad you're doing well. Germany. Germans. Australia. All right, mate. How you doing down under? Um, Thanks for listening. What have I opened here? It's a box of worms, isn't it? Uh, Turkey. Yum, yum. Love a bit of turkey. (laughs) Didn't know where to go with that one. Yeah, you don't know any Turkish, Darren, do you? Uh, Uh, No. Okay. Uh, Sweden. Sweden, yeah. Yeah. Very blonde. I'm surprised you didn't start singing ABBA. Do you like ABBA? Are they your kind of band? Nope. That surprises me. I thought they'd be right up your street with Genesis or something like that. Or Simply Red. (laughs) What's wrong with Genesis? Uh, Carry on before I start getting cross. And finally, we have listens in Indonesia. So it's definitely time to... We're worldwide famous, Darren. Yeah, boy. Who's listening to us in in the United States? Where where are they? They're in Washington, Virginia, Texas, California, Illinois, New York, New Jersey... Wow. <laughs> Georgia, Missouri, Alabama, Pennsylvania, Minnesota, and Kentucky. We're more popular over there than we are over here. That's not bad, is it? Well, the, the Turkish love us because they just don't understand us. Uh, we're listening to in a place called, sorry if I'm butchering this, Axaray. <laughs> Where? Exactly. I've never heard of this place. Google it. Axaray. Axaray. Yeah. Sounds like somewhere uh, from the Star Wars universe. We're like listening to in Hesse in Germany. Uh, Australia is Victoria we listen we to did. in there um, Sweden Stockholm County hmm. and Indonesia is uh, the Ruau Islands that's pretty cool isn't it wow that's pretty awesome yeah, yeah. wicked it's time for the quiz Darren the do you want to do the quiz let's do the quiz, the quiz. The hopefully quiz. I've queued up the right piece of music yeah Welcome to the quiz without a name. Contestant number one, what's your name and where are you from? My name 
name is Darren, and I am from anywhere that people listen to us from. Aww. For every correct answer you get right, you'll hear this sound. And for every incorrect answer, you will hear this sound. Put it away. We don't need that one. Put it away. <laughs> so, question number one. Where does Joe's elderly mother stay? At home. Do you mean the town? Yes. Cincinnati, isn't it? The, uh, the, the state. Ohio. No. New York. Well, they, oh, did he go from? He was in Cincinnati at the start of the film. Did he go back to New York? Did he? Yeah. Uh, Obviously. Damn it. Angel's son. Question number two. Angel's yeah. son is known as what? Oh, blast! Not that. Is that your answer? No, I can't remember. Damn it. Have a guess. It's biblical. Joseph. <laughs> no. No. It's Moses. Oh, I don't remember that. I thought you enjoyed this film, Darren. <laughs> I did. Question numero tres. Moses acts as a middleman between Joe and whom? Angel. No, what? Moses doesn't. Moses is the son. Angel acts as the middleman between um, Joseph and the guy... Oh, I can't remember his name. I can picture him. Oh, no. Moses acts as a middleman between Joe and John. McCleary. Wow. God dang it. 3-0 down. Yep. Question four. New York State Senator is known as what name? Williams. Are you sure? Or is it Veto? Which one is it? Well, I can't tell you that. That's not the point Damn of the game. You, Rob. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Veto. No. It's Williams. It's Albert Votto. Votto. Oh, I was close, man. <laughs> you were close. But no cigar. cigar. Hey, look at us in sync there. <laughs> um, question number five, then. <laughs> Albert's abducted daughter is known as what? Nina. Yes. Bonus question because you couldn't get that wrong. What is the movie's rating on IMDb? I don't know. Six point eight out of ten. Shut up. Out of I that's don't know, bang on. One thousand one hundred and eleven. Hey, stop talking. You got it right already. Six point eight was spot on. I was looking at it. That's why. Oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, no, it's definitely a no. You got one out of five. That last one doesn't count. That was a bonus one that I threw in. Yeah. <laughs> one out of five, Darren. What happened to you? Um, well, I, I only get high scores in films I don't like, don't I? Nomad Land, and what was the other one? Oh, I can't remember now. Actually, The Prisoner, I got five out of five in, didn't I? Oh, Prisoners was poo. I can't even remember what that was about. <laughs> Hugh Jackman, wasn't it? Uh, Kidnapped the bloke that he thought kidnapped his daughter oh wait I liked Prisoners yeah Prisoners was good yeah I like Prisoners oh, come on, I remember it came back sorry it, it <laughs> left me that it came back good um, film that one so what have been your favourite films from our season one so far so far well Prisoners was good yeah I'd take Prisoners um, I unexpectedly liked La La Land yeah La La Land was good um, I'm, I'm having a look through them now 
What else did I give? Being John Malkovich gave that a four. That yeah, was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was one of my favourites. That's not one yeah. of my Premier League movies. That's like a championship movie. Obviously, I like Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher was good because oh, it's a Tom Cruise like film a, and everything Tom Cruise does is oh, absolutely brilliant. That's like an Evo Stick Division 4. League. Revenant got a big fat five from oh. me. <laughs> the bear quiz was the best quiz. <laughs> yeah. Revenant got my highest score of five and Prisoners got 4.5. So they're my two best, two highest rated films. I think my favourite film from all the films we've seen is St. Maud. Yeah, St. Maud's alright. I really liked it. It was twisted and it was just... I liked it very much. Three, I gave St. Maud. I guess then uh, that begs the question, Matt. What have you got for us next week? (coughs) Sorry, Darren. Excuse me, I coughed (laughs) up you then. Shall we we invite Matt back again? (laughs) Yes, let's try it again. So then, lads, for the last last letter of this season for Zed, again, I do apologise for it being an absolute shocker. Well, it might not be, and you never know. You might absolutely love it. You're watching the 2005 film Sathora. Um, again, I do apologise, but I could not find any 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 films for Zed that neither of you had seen or were available on these platforms. So, I mean, luckily we're not ending the season on this last episode. Um, But yeah, hope you enjoy it. Um, And I'll speak to you soon. Keep safe. Love ya. Wow. Matt does not hold out much hope of this film being very good, does he? Do you know who's in it without Googling it? I've no idea who's in it, but I do know Jon Favreau directed it. So it can't be that bad. Jon Favreau is amazing. Yeah, but Iron Man 2 is not that good. Well, he's got to have a bad one. Do you know, I... I, What? Mandalorian? I haven't really seen too much of that. I saw a few episodes, but yeah, I haven't seen it since. Um, Dane DeHaan is in this movie, and Cara Delevingne. Oh, I love Cara Delevingne. Dane Um, DeHaan. This is that name? He played uh, the Hobgoblin in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. He was also the villain in Chronicle. Okay. Hmm. I can't believe we're nearly at the end of the series. I mean, wow. Why are you looking at the wrong Zathora? Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are, are you we, looking are at? Are you looking at the wrong Zathora? Hey, Google. A space adventure. Uh, yeah, that's Car- Cara Delevingne and um, Dane DeHaan, surely. Sorry, no. I didn't understand. Josh what? Hutchison, John Bobo, Dak Shepard, Tim Robbins is in it. Kristen Stewart, Frank Oz. What am I thinking that has that? Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're thinking. I watched this when I went to France to watch the golf. Ah, oh, Cara Delevingne. Um, let me find it for you. I thought I that exactly was a Thora. Cara Delevingne. This is it a is. film that like made no money in the box office, right? It's terrible. Oh, it was Valerian. Ah, oh, that's what I was thinking of, yeah. On the city of a thousand planets. Was, how good was that film, Darren? <laughs> um, I didn't it see was, it. It was all right. It got me through a bit of boring time stuck in a hotel room. Oh, so it's not like you to watch a clean film in a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we must Thanks, bring this show to an end. Um, Darren, what's the scores on the doors for you? 
I am going to give this film a three. I liked it. I'm going to give it a one. A one? Well, that's yeah. better than a zero, you know. Yeah, I just didn't care. I won't be watching it again. Did nothing well, At least for you me. watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to watch it again, but at least you actually are you, watched are it. Are you still pulling me up on that technicality about Vicky Christina Barcelona? <laughs> this, I watched the film. for a while, yeah. Yes. I watched it. I just never heard it because I muted it after 15 <laughs> minutes because it was so bad. So Bless bad. You. One day I'll let you forget about that. Or I'll forget about that. No, no, you won't. <coughs> you got a bit of the coffees going there, haven't you, oh, mate? Yeah, yeah. So then, Darren, it's time to end the show. Um, next week we'll be back to tell you how we thought... Zathura went down and then the week after that I think we are doing uh, what is it a celebration of the first season I think we'll get Matt in there somewhere I don't know how we're going to do it but yeah we'll get him in somewhere an award ceremony sort of thing yeah yeah that's it we're going to pick our favourite moments from the series and stuff like that we haven't really planned it yet so (laughs) we'll leave you in the capable hands of another episode we've done so go back and subscribe rate and review thank you we love you goodbye bye I can confirm that the episode has been downloaded. That's how I listen to it. Bye.